Hello from the Financial Times in London. I'm Jyotsna Singh, Delhi reporter, and this is News in Focus, where we offer our insights into the stories that matter. In the past decade, some of India's largest financial groups have made big investments in luxury property, but the economic boom they hoped would spur demand has failed to materialize. Our reporter in Mumbai, Ben Parkin, has been looking into this, and I spoke to him about the consequences of some of the property bets that have turned bad. I always imagined Palaroya in a resort-like environment, in a natural environment, in the city. I always thought of birds chirping and sunlight and clean air and happiness. That's the picture I have in mind. Ben, this particular real estate development didn't quite turn out as the developers hoped. Tell us what was the idea behind the Palais Royal project in Mumbai and what went wrong? Well, the vision was pretty spectacular. It was supposed to be not only the tallest building in India, but maybe the most glamorous, high-end, full of luxury apartments, which left little to be desired, home to industrialists, Bollywood actors, bankers, whoever else could afford it. But it very quickly ran into trouble. There were legal challenges over allegedly unauthorized features. And construction continued at a painfully slow pace for over a decade, often halting altogether. In 2016, India Bulls Housing Finance, the company that had taken on financing of the project a few years earlier, had to declare it a non-performing asset, and now is auctioning it off at a discount in order to try and recoup some of what it put in. But all the while, the building has become a feature of the Mumbai skyline, this sort of half-built shell of a building. Give us a sense of what was fueling the growth of India's real estate sector. Well, the economy was growing very fast, and a lot of people rightly identified that there would be enormous demand for housing. The question was what kind of housing, affordable housing, middle-class housing, or high-end luxury housing. Far too many developers bet on the latter for vanity reasons or otherwise. And so a huge amount of money went into building these you know, skyscrapers, other high-end building complexes that subsequently haven't sold. So in Mumbai, for example, India's financial capital, half of the high-end real estate in central neighborhoods is vacant, unsold, worth about $8 billion. When did it become apparent that the property market was badly overheated? It's been in the works for a while. For example, in 2016, after the government's so-called demonetization, where they invalidated a lot of the country's currency in a bid to flush out so-called black money, undeclared wealth, the real estate sector took a big hit precisely because real estate was a great way to hide your undeclared wealth. Tax reform in 2017 had a similar effect, making it harder to use property as a way to avoid paying taxes. And most of all, in September 2018, a major crisis hit India's economy when a infrastructure financier called IONFS defaulted on some loans. Now, this was one of the largest companies of its kind in India, and 
sparked a liquidity crunch across the economy, which affected all sorts of sectors, but real estate perhaps more than than any other. So these companies, known as non-bank finance companies, or the somewhat more catchy shadow banks, who grew very fast over the past decade and came to play an incredibly important role in India's economy because the banks that had traditionally been the backbone of lending ran into all sorts of troubles with bad loans and as a result their ability to lend more was hampered. So these shadow banks realized that there was an enormous opportunity to feed whether it was real estate developers or small businesses or even consumers wanting new cars with capital in order to help the economy grow. Their business model was somewhat uh, risky in that it involved borrowing often on a short-term basis and lending on a long-term basis and therefore creating a mismatch. As a result, for example, developers collectively owe about $37 billion to these shadow banks. And analysts, economists, many of them struggle to see how these funds are going to be repaid, particularly given the amount of unsold apartments and flats out there. So these shadow banks have ended up with a huge amount of bad loans. What are the likely implications on India's overall financial system? The troubles in the shadow banking sector are considered arguably the most serious threat to India's economy today because not only did they fund vanity real estate projects, they were an incredibly important source of capital for consumers who wanted to buy a washing machine, small businesses who wanted to buy new machinery and of course, you know, government infrastructure projects. So credit has dried up and countries experience a severe liquidity squeeze. We're already seeing the impact on everything from GDP growth to car sales, which have fallen off a cliff in the past few months. And you know, almost half of car loans came from MBFCs. So the troubles really are rippling through the economy. And what happens next is a big question and one which the government is putting a lot of time and effort into managing. They effectively took over INFS after it defaulted and have introduced a series of measures in the budget earlier this month designed to tighten regulation of the sector, designed to encourage new lending to NBFCs in order to get credit flowing through the economy again. And there may be more to come. Thanks, Ben, and thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you missed our recent episodes on Boris Johnson's Brexit deadline, off-the-shelf spyware, or whether the Iran nuclear deal can be saved, you can find them on all the usual podcast platforms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.